You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. What's up and welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour with your hosts, Doug Eddy, Tim Keller, and Tyler Gunther. Bring us all inside the huddle. Whether it's in-season or off-season, this is your spot for the best and in in-depth Dynasty fantasy football advice. So let's not waste any more time and get right to it with Doug, Tim, and Tyler with another Dynasty Happy Hour. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. I'm your host, Doug Eddy, a.k.a. The Fantasy Father. I'm here with Tyler Gunther. Tim is currently MIA. We've put out an APB for his location. I know he's been uh, he's been working late nights. He's been working third shift. He's had a hell of a week. He was in the ER with his wife. Thankfully, she's fine uh, earlier this week. So Tim, running on fumes, may have passed out on his couch. So <laughs> stay tuned. If Tim uh, logs in, he'll be sure to join. We are talking about the West Side this week on Dynasty Happy Hour, going over the AFC and NFC West, a little bit of team preview action, giving you all the news that you might need to know. Uh, Tyler, it's you, it's me. We're going to be face-to-face soon. Two weeks, less than. I am pumped. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. Uh, a a well-needed adventure, I'll call it. <laughs> yeah, this, this stay-at-home dad needs a break for a few days, so I, I don't have to, like, clean anything in the house or have any responsibilities. So just make sure to keep an eye on me and make sure I don't go too crazy at the pool party. That would be good. I mean, yeah, as long as you bring that banana hammock, that's all we can hope for, at least. Oh, yeah. I'll bring the banana and the hammock. You got that dang right. Yeah, I'm looking forward <laughs> to the expo. I'm looking forward to meeting you know people that I've chatted with, been in leagues with, made trades with, laughed with on podcasts in person. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be an awesome experience. So I'm super looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, only less than two weeks away. Just want to give a shout out to, uh, our sponsors this week. Trophy smack at the top code DHH ring, get you that free championship ring. When you buy a belt, a grill, a trophy, all those things, check it out. Trophysmack.com backed by Mark Cuban. So you know, it's good. And, uh, Tyler, who's our other sponsor this week? I think I see it in the top of this corner on the screen. Was it? Yeah. Fantasy points media group. We are a part of fantasy Sports media group. And if you use code 21 DHH 10, you get 10% off of their subscriptions. They got multiple plans you can choose from, but man, you got to go with that premium plan because you can get everything, anything that helps you with the draft. 90% of the, the teams that have subscribed made the playoffs. Bonkers. That's a very good percentage. That's like the percentage of me making a trade each week. It's a very high That's percentage. That's like 99.9%. <laughs> and and yeah, it, it's a great thing to have. And also, if you just want to check it out, go ahead. There's articles from Graham Barfield. There's articles from Scott Barrett, who just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Scott. Uh, yeah, just go on there. Check out the free content. And I know you're going to like it. And when you do, use code 21DHH10. Get that 10% off a subscription before the season starts. And uh, win your draft. 
because drafts are coming up and go do that. I have my first redraft of the season next Sunday. It's the Beantown Brawl Draft, which is a lot of local analysts. Um, Pete Overzet's in it. We've got uh, the FF Engineer. We've got Rotobomb, Pete Davidson. We've got Jim Hackett from WEI. Lots of lots of fun names in that draft. I think this is our fourth fourth year. Kevin Cotillo um, from the SFB Podathon is on it as well. I thought that they'll be carpooling with Kevin, which is always fun. Um, so I got that draft coming up. That's redraft. And uh, yeah, I was like, whew, man, August 8th. It's tough when you get 12 adults and you have to figure out an in-person draft date. It's challenging um, when everyone's yeah. older and has kids. And, and you know, it's the summer of like you can actually go places. So people are busy. So we're drafting early, which will always be interesting because guess what? You have injuries. And I want to talk about some injuries that we've seen just this past week. So training camps are all fully wide open now. People are in attendance. We're getting all the clips. CeeDee Lamb makes ridiculous catches every week. Elijah Moore is blowing past coverages and catching 80-yard bombs from Zach Wilson. We're seeing Najee Harris look like an absolute stud in practice. Lots of awesome things going on. But we do have some injuries. Uh, A small one. I just noticed this today. I don't know. I haven't been on Twitter much in the last 24 hours. But BC Johnson tore his ACL for the Vikings. Um, yeah. who, who have a, a wide open wide receiver three position. There's D.D. Westbrook, um, who they just signed. Uh, who else is in competition for that spot? I, the name Smith Marset. Yes, Smith Marset, who is their fifth rounder. Yep. Uh, D.D. They've got Chad Beebe. D.D. and Beebe are going to be fighting for the wide receiver and, three. And, uh, and Kellen Mond has COVID, so all the quarterbacks are missing practice because they're being like quarantined until they get tested. Yep. So that's fun. Um, and, I'm not liking yeah. all these reports of players going on the COVID list. You know, Curtis Samuel, there's been some other notable ones. It's just like. <laughs> and and with those reports, I mean, everybody's thirsty to know who hasn't gotten their shots. Well, <laughs> I mean, if somebody goes on the COVID list, there's a chance they didn't get their 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 vaccine. Uh, Cole Beasley, still unvaccinated. Well, I mean. Beasley watch. We'll 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 go with that. Right. Because the second he's out and if Beasley's out, man, wheels up on Gabe Davis. Yeah, and it, it's sounding like with all the reports, this Buffalo Bills wide receiver core, mad deep. Jake Kumro's impressing. Isaiah Hodgins looks good. Like they've got the Marquez Stevenson who's going to be returning kicks has looked good. Um, so yeah, I mean, not all those guys are gonna make the roster, so maybe someone lands on another team. But anyway, I want to talk about injuries. The big one this week. Not BC Johnson. Sorry. Carson Wentz. So now, oh, Deron Payne, great. Uh, so Carson Wentz is got a foot injury. Reports are today he's going to see if it heals on its own. And if it does, he will be should be ready for week one. If it does not heal and he needs surgery, roll, roll. not yeah, good. Not um, good. Because you've got Jacob Eason. You've got Sam Ellinger, the rookie out of Texas, who could be sneaky fun. I think um, if he were to end up being the starter, Taysom, it, Taysom Hill clone pretty much. Yeah. And uh, they just signed somebody. I thought as another quarterback, maybe not. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, but they did. It was uh, they? Huntley. Brett oh Huntley. yeah. Brett Huntley. The, the ghost of Brett Huntley is still alive. Uh, so this would not be good. If Carson Wentz misses time, you got to downgrade all the pass catchers. You know, Michael Pittman's breakout might have to wait a little bit. Um, and then the other pass catchers you would downgrade and probably upgrade the running game a bit. Because uh, I think they, if any, if it's Jacob Eason or Sam Ellinger to start the season, they're probably going to play a little ball control football and uh, use a lot of Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, and Naheem Hines, I would think. Um, 
you know, Carson Wentz, he's starting to earn the nickname Carson Wentz because he keeps getting hurt. Uh, I hate to see it. I love, always liked Carson Wentz, but man, this is another, it could be another potential tough break for him for your doppelganger, Tyler. So when he got hurt, did you physically feel it as well? No, I did not because I think all my pain goes through him, you know, like all of our pains are just strictly towards Carson. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel anything. I'm pretty much like Zohan on the Adam Sandler movie, uh, Life of Zohan. And um, you don't mess with the Zohan. I I just, yeah, I just, I don't feel anything. So I, yeah, I, it's a, it's a tough break for him. Uh, People thought it could be a Liz Frank injury, which would be absolutely terrible if it, if it was. Yep. Um, Yeah. Letting it heal on your own. I mean, Carson Wentz is like a potted, like a, a, pot for a plant except like it broke it's got he's a like a, he's like it. a terracotta pot yeah and, and terracotta the, pot. Is, the issue is is he's not using glue to fix it hmm. so he's just hoping it stays together and and that and he thinks that could work but for once i think the issue is he's doing it because of everything going around like he feels like he has to and that goes back to kind of what he did in Philadelphia. He forced things. He he was trying too hard to to kind of be the person he's that feeling, he he's was feeling thinking. the pressure for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on Wentz. So I hope he's okay because the Colts team overall is great with him in. But man, if he's out, Jacob Beeson's a very very low key starter because I mean he's got the arm talent. Jacob Beeson sure. does. He's a five-star guy. He he impressed last year in camp, yep. so you got to remember that. The coaches, you know, were very impressed by him. We all thought he was going to be a second-round pick in the NFL draft, and he ended up being the fourth in the fourth round, early fourth. So, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because, I mean, I'm pretty sure all Indy and their fans are praying. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to just do a quick roundup. I'll give you some of the names that I've been hearing buzz about in camp this week. Tua Tagovailoa is one. Um, you know, reports out of camp have been that Tua looks good, been comfortable throwing the deep ball. Um, Albert Wilson's name has been mentioned a lot of times. Yeah. And it's funny because Albert Wilson uh, was one of the first darlings of reception perception for Matt Harmon. And it was bird alert time with Matt Harmon and Wilson. And then he got hurt. His first year in Miami, I remember he started the season off really strong, and he hasn't really been on the field in like I think almost two years now. So yeah, he took last year off for COVID. Yeah, and in the year before that, he was hurt. So if you're looking for like a cheap guy who's probably available on your waivers, why not Albert Wilson at the end of your roster? Maybe he becomes a thing this year. Um, yeah, again, a player that Matt Harmon really liked based on reception perception data. Um, so keep an eye on that name. If you're looking to add a guy and maybe you can drop someone like that's a Dion Kane that's been on your roster for three years, <laughs> hoping on a wing and a prayer. Um, so, lo- so lots of positive news about Tua, which is really good to hear. Um, you know, we, Nick Chubb signed a big extension, so we know his good future for, him, yeah. for the next good few years. Him. Um, and of course, I mean, he doesn't need to impress in camp cause he's just hashtag good at football. Uh, we've been hearing really good things about Mac Jones, uh, in new England. And Damian Harris as well has got a lot of positive buzz so far. Bill Belichick saying that he's looking like the number one guy there. So uh, you like to see that if you I, maybe, maybe I have you bought, some. 
maybe you bought Damian Harris cheap yeah. after year one. Um, it looks like he could be a, maybe a solid RB two from week to week. Uh, you, said have, you, you have some names? Yeah, uh, news that kind of ties into somebody we're going to talk about today. Marlon Mack looks very explosive, which is great to hear with his Achilles. Apparently Excuse he's me, been looking for Cam really... Akers, I'm hoping. Yes. And uh, apparently he's, he, he's looked really good, healthy, which is what matters especially after an Achilles injury. So acres was early. Max was early last year too. So I'm kind of hoping they're kind of on the same path. Trajectory, uh, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. I've also heard good things about, we were talking about a pre-pod Josh Palmer, who's a guy that I own yeah. uh, or roster rather. Cause I know I can't say own anymore. Cause that might trigger people. Apologies. Uh, I've been playing fantasy for 20 years. It's hard to break some habits. Uh, I've rostered Josh Palmer in a lot of leagues and um, he's been really impressing. And that wide receiver three spot, it's pretty much been a battle between Palmer and Tyron Johnson uh, in the off season. So Palmer, a guy that didn't really uh, do much in college, but, but that was mostly because of crappy ass quarterback play, but really uh, did awesome against uh, the number one corner in this year's class from Patrick Sertain. He had his best game of the year against Sertain. Yeah. So uh, I like Josh Palmer a lot. If you were able to get him in the you know third or maybe fourth round of your rookie drafts, uh, that's a name to keep an eye on as we get some more buzz. Uh, I wish Hard Knocks was there this year so I could see all the Josh Palmer. Um, but Hard Knocks is in Dallas. And of course, every day it seems like we're seeing another highlight real play of CeeDee Lamb, um, which is absolutely amazing. Um, do you think CeeDee Lamb will be a top three dynasty receiver after this year? Yes, and I actually think he could lead the NFL in touchdown receptions this year. He's he's in the slot, and we saw Dak targeting him a lot in the red zone. I I honestly could see CD being the the guy in the red zone and and having 12, 13 touchdowns a season. Yeah, and Jamar Chase is also impressing in camp too, uh, so I wanted to mention him only because I have two of them on the same dynasty team. Yes. So happy. <laughs> Tyler, give me some names that you've been uh, hearing some buzz about here in training camp before we start to roll into these team previews. Uh, Devonta Smith, electric, mm-hmm. unguardable. I mean, you can't touch him because he's tiny and skinny. <laughs> but, I mean, just uh, uh, the route running. He had an injury scare. And same with his teammate uh, in Alabama, Jalen Waddle had a little injury scare. The whole... He's walking with a limp thing. I think people are misinterpreting that by not reading, by not by not reading the article. They even said it's going to take a little bit longer to heal, and that he's at about ninety percent. And in the article, they state at ninety percent, Waddle is more explosive than almost everybody on the field. So now, if he doesn't walk right, is that considered waddling? Yes, I mean. I mean, you should see all the jokes from like below the article on the comments. It, yeah, it's all waddle jokes. And uh, I, I didn't mean, even I read the it. article. I just came up with that. So the like minds, I guess, you know, you sit here and you say there's so many wrong things on the Internet. And then you read those quotes and you just like, see, that is what is right with the world. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I've heard those. Um, I haven't really heard much up here in Minnesota. Kyle Pitts is looking everything the part. And they're moving them all I'm over hearing. the place. Yep. I mean, I Audrey Olison too. Same team. Oh, gross. He's not it. 
but I, I want to say there's been a lot of people talking about the whole positional switch for Pitts because they're going to play him everywhere. As long as Atlanta doesn't move him to receiver like the Colts did, he's going to get tight end designation, and that's it. Unless Atlanta's like he's a receiver, I don't think they'll they'll no, fully Atlanta's change. Atlanta's not going to move him to receiver yeah. because then, like years down the road, it's going to be like, yep. oh, Jimmy well, Grant I want receiver Packer. money. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I don't yep. think they're going to they're going to keep him at tight end. Let's look at it that way. Yeah, so. but yeah, that's, Hayden, that's Hayden Hurst did say it was going to be a one and one and two punch. And Hayden Hurst looked ripped. I saw him in an interview, and I was like, oh, Hurst is in great shape. So he's going to be a one-two punch with the two of them. So That's why I think the wide receiver, well, you know who else looks ripped in Atlanta camp? Ronald Darby. Saw a picture of him. Oof. He's uh, he's like Cornell Powell. Frank Darby? Ronald Darby's the FSU used to be a corner, right? Yes. Okay. That was the Terrence Trent Darby reference from last week, which someone did get. So thank you. (laughs) Um, You're as old as me, and I appreciate that. Either that, you just really like bad pop music. And for that, I thank you. The Darby Darby picture of him and Ridley, he was talking to Ridley, which is a good person to kind of go things over with. But yeah, I mean, he is a massive man, like not like tall, just thick. And I got I got one more that we're hearing a lot of positive buzz is that Nico Collins has been really yep. really good um for Houston so that's another they one. I have nobody else so I mean you you know what Brandon Cooks just keeps getting disrespected. The guy only has a thousand yards with seventy five different teams. So what do you think about Randall Cobb going to Green Bay? Um, eh, I don't think yeah. he did anything special towards the end of his career there. I don't think that's going to change. I think Amari it gives you a buying window for Amari Rodgers. Because people are going to be like, well, it looks like year two for Amari Rodgers, which I get. Um, so if you like Amari Rodgers, which I do, um, you know, if you want to try to acquire him, maybe midseason would be good. If especially if Cobb is doing well, uh, try and get Amari Rodgers midseason for. I mean, he probably spent a late second on him. Maybe you can try to wiggle a third from somebody that might be like Ugh, frustrated because we all know those managers that if they don't get instant uh, yep, gratification, instant they're yep. going to be like, just get rid of this guy. He's a boom. Yeah, happens all the time. So yeah, that's the that's the move I would make if you're into Amari Rogers. So let's get into the West side, which some would call the best side. I don't know. I like you know there is a thing about watching football on the West Coast because it starts at ten o'clock in the morning, which is pretty elite. Um, that's lucky. I mean, I've gotten to, go to experience. I've gotten to experience it a couple of times when we we're out in Vegas. Kickoff is at ten a.m. It's pretty awesome because then you actually have the night to like do stuff. You don't have to watch Sunday night football until 1130. It's over at 830 at night and you can still go out to dinner or go wherever. Very, very nice uh, football on the West Coast. So with that said, let's go to the AFC West first and let's start with, oh, I don't know. Let's start with the best team in the AFC West. The one that you want the fantasy players from. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think there's much to be said you know, Patrick Mahomes is your QB one in Superflex. Tyree Kill, um, yeah, is he the Top consensus? Five. Yeah, I was gonna say he's like a he's uh, in redraft. He's the wide receiver one. It looks like this year. Maybe Devontae Adams bumps up now because Rodgers is back. But I think Tyree Kill is a top three to four uh, dynasty wide receiver. I think he's pretty self-explanatory. Travis Kelsey, he's your tight end one right now but i think um my strategy for kelsey would be if I, if my team's not ready to compete you need to sell because he's 31 years old i mean 
can he be a freak of nature and play at a high level until 34, 35? I don't know if I want to gamble and bet that. Um, so if I can unload Kelsey for a rich of either picks or players to a win now team, I would do that. Um, because I think if you don't, that window could close very quickly. Uh, as we've seen with aging tight ends in the past, whether it's Jimmy Graham or Rob Gronkowski or even J- guys like Jason Witten, like Witten was a tight end one and then he was cooked. Um, so I think with Kelsey, I think it's the smart thing to do is if you're not, if you're not competing this year, you need to move on from Travis Kelsey. Now, I think the interesting thing about this Kansas city team is the wide receiver two and deeper. And then the running back we all know is Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who showed some flashes in his rookie year. I'm actually on Hilaire at his current startup ADP. You know, last year he was arguably the one one for some people. I was in the Jonathan Taylor camp over Hilaire, um, but a lot of people really liked Clyde. And um, I think it's going to be interesting. How do you project this passing game outside of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey this year, Tyler? Uh, I think Miko Hardman does make a, a little step up. His issue was consistency and catching great, the ball. Sw- great on special teams. Yeah, dude is fast. Mm-hmm. And I think at year three, we're, we're going to see a mini breakout. I don't think we're going to see a crazy, insane breakout. Now, what would that be? Would that be like 800 eight, yards and eight six to touchdowns? Nine, yeah, eight to 900. As somebody who's a servi- serviceable flex on bye weeks, okay. which is always nice to have. I mean, you have those type of players, especially with injuries or COVID. Those are, those guys are kind of nice to have around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Cornell Powell, who I got in a trade today, I, I like he had some hype going on. He's a fifth round pick. So, I mean, yep. it's not it's not the draft capital you want to see, but it's a draft capital that's OK. And, and it kind of is like, OK, if this guy does something they're going to recognize it because of he's, he's their biggest receiver on the roster yes he is and he's what six two and his arms are david boston size or something like that yeah i mean he's <laughs> he's rocked up but he's i mean he's a late breakout he didn't uh yeah. technically break out quotation fingers until his senior year red he, he was a red shirt so it's like his fifth year right so he's a little yeah, bit older I think he's going for a doctorate <laughs> yeah, something like that. Cornell sounds like a doctor name. Did he, he didn't go yeah. to Cornell for college though? That's a miss. Um, but, but I think somebody Powell screwed up there. Is interesting as ADP because you want even guys that are like lower on the roster. Anyone that's tied Pringle. to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I was just gonna say. So Pringle's interesting because he was a restricted free agent, and I think they tendered him at like a second round value. So they obviously value Byron Pringle um, because once they pop, they can't stop. So I think Pringle, if there's any sneaky value for 2021, it might be Byron Pringle in this passing game. Because Hardman, I'm not – I realize the speed is there, but I don't know. I think it's I think it's Pringle is like a safer pick um, out of the passing game. And I know one of the tight ends that they draft this year, Noah Gray, has got a lot of camp buzz as maybe being the heir apparent to Travis Kelsey. Um, do you own some Noah Gray, Tyler? Are you into Noah Gray? I think I have a couple shares. He was either a free agent pickup or yeah. a late round pick. Yeah, Noah Gray, when I watched the tape, I think it was tight end four or five for me. He wasn't anything crazy, but he was just really good at finding pockets in the defense and getting open, which, which is what Travis Kelsey, Kelsey does. <laughs> Kelsey was kind of like that. He yeah. does not have the athleticism Kelsey has, but he's got potential. So, yeah. and I think that's, that's the one thing you want to see. And, uh, 
yeah, I mean, he's worth a flyer, but the hype I think is a little too much to to pay for right now because you go and look up some news on Noah Gray and it's a lot of positive stuff coming out. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those like drumbeat things like you keep hearing about it and you're like, all right, like where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, now, I want to talk about the backfield. We talked a little bit of Hilaire. I think he's more active in the passing game this year. When we look at the other running backs on this roster, it, <laughs> no Shady McCoy from two years ago, no Le'Veon Bell. Uh, so I think they realized that like, yeah, these running backs that are kind of washed don't really work out. So they're going to go with Darrell Williams, Darwin Thompson, and they did sign Jarek McKinnon, who... You know, he had, I think, one or two really good games with the Niners last year. We all loved McKinnon in Dynasty when he was with Minnesota. Um, you know, he had injuries. I think he could be super intriguing in this offense if there was um, anything that would happen to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. But I think Hilaire is going to be the guy. I think they're going to start to use him at the goal line this year, which is one thing that they were really um, timid because that first game we all saw, like, he couldn't punch it in. And I think Andy Reid was like, nope. And um, he didn't do really do anything at the goal line all year. But I think he's going to be more active in the passing game. Tyler, what's the over-under on receptions for Clyde Odessola this year? I'm going to put it at 50. Oh, man, that's, that's good. I would probably go under, but okay. slightly. Like, I was thinking, like, when you told me, 46 came to mind, which is, right. which is fine. And for me... I, we could all be sitting here asking who the number two receiver is after Watkins left. And it could be Edwards Hilaire. Yep. Edwards Hilaire could be a Christian McCaffrey esque type running back just with the targets he could get. And that could be the game plan. I mean, maybe we all see the reputation with Andy Reid running backs after year one, and it's great. They blow up. So what could happen is Edwards Hilaire just steps up, becomes that pass catching back. We all thought he was going to be. And we're all eating crow on Miko Hardman and eating crow on Clyde Edwards Hilaire's a bus. So yeah. Yeah. I, I do like Edwards Hilaire a lot. What does worry me is will they fully go with Commit. him? Yeah. Yeah. Because they've already talked about like a rotation with Darrell Williams, Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, it could be coach speak, but something to monitor, obviously. Um, as we get closer to the season, I think the the interesting thing about the Chiefs is that any of their offensive skill positions in a dynasty league, you need to roster. I don't even care if it's Demarcus Robinson because he has wide yeah. receiver one or two weeks every so often. Um, so yeah, I think that they're all rosterable because they are attached to the best quarterback in football. Thanks, Patrick Pat Mahomes. Holmes. Yes, thank you very much, Pat, Patrice. I'm gonna call him Patrice Holmes from now. Patrice Patricia Holmes. Holmes. All right, let's move on and keep on with the AFC West. I want to get into the Denver Broncos. Um, I think we all see a ton of fantasy potential on this roster, but it it starts and it stops with the quarterback position. Now, we were all hoping that Denver would make a move for Aaron Rodgers because it would have been uh, amazing for the dynasty stock of all the players on this roster. Um, But it looks like it's going to be either Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke. So far, Locke has looked pretty good um in the in their training camp bridgewater conservative gunslinger is what he likes to call himself now interesting so like baker mayfield ish he's like a conservative gunslinger i feel like a a safe gunslinger he's like uh, my name is oxymoron (laughs) so pretty much billy the kid but he's only he's got a limit on how many shots he can Billy the kid with a nerf gun Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> All right, I like that. Uh, so nerfed out Nerf gun. Yeah, so let's talk about the quarterback position. Now, both of these guys are probably QB3s on your Superflex rosters right now, I would think. Tyler, would that be accurate for you? 
Yeah. And you would hope you, you better hope so? <laughs> uh, yes, that is true. Now, I know you were a big Drew Locke guy going into 2020, and you were acquiring Drew Locke in a lot of different places. Uh, now, now that the price is depressed on Drew Locke, are you Just buying? Like I am. Are you? <laughs> yes. Are you buying Drew Locke in 2021? No. No. How the tides uh, have if, turned. If, if I have, I mean, you got to be water. And if I have him, I'm hanging on to him. And if I don't have him, I'm kind of staying away from it. The Broncos haven't shown really any commitment. They're still in on Deshaun Watson, it seems. That so is true. There's, there's a lot that could happen there. And when a team is not showing that they want to commit to a guy, I don't want to commit to him. So mm-hmm. with that said, I will probably not own lock. I, I got him for really cheap him and Bridgewater. So I have the the quarterback field. Yeah. I mean, maybe they go old school college quarterback style where they ha- where they like play both Tom Brady ones. and Drew Henson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drew Henson's and losing the game, bringing Brady to win the game. My my favorite news in camp has to be Drew Locke looks impressive. Teddy Bridgewater has a good day at camp and makes two passes over 30 yards. Everything else is close to the line. I'm like, okay, like this is this is everything we know already. Yeah. Let's talk. But there about- is one player that has shined in camp that I can't wait to get to. All right. We'll get there. So uh, I want to talk pass catchers. Now we've heard uh, the disrespect for Tim Patrick. He's just a good football player. Him and Auden Tate might be the best wide receiver fours in the league, in my opinion. Uh, so Tim Patrick, definitely worth rostering. I'm a little, I'm starting to fall into the um, bucket of people that believe Jerry Judy is going to be the wide receiver one for them this year. Welcome. Welcome. There's I'm seats a, open. I'm a big Cortland Sutton guy. That's um, who I want to talk about. Everything, talk that, about Jerry Judy. everything that Fangio is talking about is that like, he doesn't trust himself yet. He's, he worked hard the in video. the off season. Did you He's, see that video? I, yeah. He slipped. It happens. Uh, like that was rough. Um, I, Yes, yeah, so I I am um usually with a receiver coming off an ACL it doesn't concern me that much but when you start to hear like he's in his head a little bit and he needs it that's a little bit of a red flag. I only own Cortland yeah. Sutton I think in one league, our UDPL league. Uh, unfortunately I need him to deliver this year. <laughs> Whoops. Um but uh, Cortland Sutton's a little concerning. Jerry Judy is going to be the wide receiver one there. I think the forgotten man really in this passing game you know, we talked about Tim Patrick. People forget that KJ Hamler yes. is like is like uh the field. If Drew Locke is the quarterback and KJ Hamler's healthy, why not Hamler having some really nice weeks? Because we all know he's got the speed to burn. And um, you know, this AFC West is full of oh, Tyreek Hill, he fast. Um, oh, let me see. Uh, you know, McCole Hardman also fast, Henry Ruggs fast. Uh, and then you've got KJ Hamler's right in that ballpark. Um, yeah. he, he flashed at times in his rookie season, and then he got hurt. Um, so Hamler's one that I think is a sneaky, almost like throw-in in a dynasty trade right now. Um, you know, I don't think he's ever going to be a consistent wide receiver too in fantasy, but he's the perfect guy, like first or second guy off of your bench. Um, because I think the talent is there for Hamler to make some noise, especially in, you know, leagues where 
you get bonus points for explosive plays and things of that nature. I think Hamler is really important. And last but not least, and I'll let you, I'll hand it off to you and you can talk pass catchers is Noah Fant. Uh, there was a report earlier this week that they're finally figuring out how to use Noah Fant. Like guys, <laughs> guys, you have a really freaking athletic tight end. One of the most athletic tight ends to come out of college. And you're just figuring out how to use him. Wait, hold on. I know how to use this guy. Wait, 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 wait. He's athletic. He's big. He can move him around. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we should do that. We'll keep um, him in line. <laughs> I also want to remind people of Albert Okabugabugabugabugunum because I think he's another really athletic tight end that last year before he uh, tore whatever he tore um, looked really good. And I wasn't a huge, a huge fan of him as a prospect, but the athleticism profile was there. And then he comes into the scene with Noah Fant, and I was like, oh. This kid doesn't look too bad. So just a name to had know. A, yeah, had a, had a couple touchdowns and then got yeah. hurt. And Troy Fumagalli no longer with the team. <laughs> yeah, no, no one cares. Uh, so Tyler, give me. I know you're a fan. Do you just acquired Jerry Judy in a league this past week? Uh, yeah. So talk to me about the pass catchers here. Yeah, huge fan of Jerry Judy. I don't think it matters what quarterback is playing for Judy. For Sutton, I do think it matters, and I think that's the the difference between the two is Judy can fit with any style of quarterback. He he can take the top off or he can go short, uh, get open. Uh, I love the take on Hamler. If Sutton doesn't get right, or he just is never right. Tim Patrick Hamler has a chance to be the two Hamler's got the skills. He was a, he was a 10th pick in the second round. He was actually projected in the first round. I loved his tape. I thought I saw like we, we everybody was drooling over Miko Hardman, his rookie year, but I'm sitting here looking at Hamler saying, this is the guy I wish Kansas city had on the opposite side of Tyreek. Like he's so good. So explosive, so quick and still super young. Favorite part about it is he, he switched Jersey numbers. He's now Jersey number one. I, I, I'm starting to really turn around on the whole jersey number thing mm-hmm. it's going to be fun to see that but yeah uh drew lock i think it, like i said if he does kind of it, it felt like whenever he made a mistake he's just like screw it but like i think he needs to like buckle down when he does make a mistake he needs to actually learn from it which before it was like oh screw it whatever uh you know there's always next drive and I mean, now it's to the point where, hey, you got Teddy Bridgewater. There might not be a next drive for you if you do keep making mistakes. So, yeah. Yeah, it's an exciting offense. If Rodgers was the quarterback, Jerry Judy could be a top 10 receiver this year, but it's not. So I could see top 20 for Judy easily. I think he's going to get a ton of targets. He was one of the leaders in air yards last season. Thanks to Drew Locke, he had many uncatchable balls. But yeah, I, I'm very excited for this. And Fant, he's he just seems like he's dipping into that Eric Ebron esque career arc. So don't sleep on Noah Fant yet, because I do think his best days are ahead of him. Yeah, Denver. I mean, let, let's talk about the backfield, the exciting backfield that uh, Melvin Gordon is Melvin motivated yeah. apparently. Um, maybe he didn't skip leg day in this off season. Maybe he's bulked up and he has bigger than sticks for legs. Um, but Mel- everything about Melvin Gordon out of camp. Um, I know Tyler, you follow Cecil Lammy and some of the other guys that report for the Broncos and uh, Melvin Gordon sounds motivated and he's looked really, really good. 
Um, so I think that them picking Javonta Williams was maybe the motivation and the kick in the ass that he needed. Um, like a Jordan still, Love style pick? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, I mean, they still have Mike Boone on the roster, who, who I've always liked. And then Royce Freeman may or may not make the roster. Maybe he ends up on a team that has a running back injury. Atlanta. Or but, uh, yeah, or something like that. Um, but I think this is if, if the buzz for Melvin Gordon continues to swell into the preseason, I think it will open up a little bit of a window to maybe acquire Javanta um, at a little bit of a discount. And I'm perfectly okay with that because I think he's the future there. I think Melvin is one and done with the Broncos after this year. And they're, and it could be even like one of those things that we see a lot with the veteran running back the first five or six weeks, it's the veteran. And then here comes the rookie. And then the rest of the year, the rookie takes over. I, you know, we see it almost every single year. So Nick I think, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, that could be the case with Javanta. That like, yeah, the Gordon gets the buzz and you find that little bit of a window. And if your timing's really good and if you do the due diligence with the Williams owner, then it could work out. Um, so I think that's how I would approach it. I think if you're in a win now team, you know, um, Melvin Gordon is a piece that you can acquire pretty inexpensively. And I'm OK with that, too, just in case he is the guy all season. We know that Melvin Gordon, he was once a top five dynasty running back just two years ago. Uh, Ryan McDowell tweeted out. The um, it was the top so many dynasty picks two years ago, and Melvin Gordon was RB five. Him, him and Todd Gurley just holding hands. I together. just remember, I remember Izzy Alkafas on the Melvin Gordon arguments. I think he was one of the the ones on Twitter that was like anti Melvin Gordon to the to the death of him. Um, and yeah, I mean, we saw Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, you know, all these guys. But uh, you know, Melvin Gordon could be a nice piece for that win now team potentially. So that's how I would handle this backfield. And I still like Mike Boone. I have him rostered on, on some teams still. So let's go to our next AFC West team. Who should it be? Hmm, I've only got two choices. You know what? We'll save the Chargers for last because I actually yeah. enjoy talking about them. Uh, the Raiders. <laughs> Where do I start? Let's start at the quarterback position. I'm going to say this. Derek Carr, rock solid QB2 in your super flex. Easy. I think he's one of the... Most rock solid QB twos in Superflex. I'll put it that way. He's just good enough, and he's not terrible. Um, you know what you're going to get most weeks out of Derek Carr. He doesn't turn the ball over. His yardage numbers are going to be pretty good, and his touchdown numbers aren't bad. Um, so that's how I say Derek Carr. And I don't think he's going anywhere uh, unless maybe the Raiders get into, um, you know, after the season they go after Aaron Rodgers or something like Deshaun that. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be such a Raiders pick, right? From the Al Davis days, like get the guy that's yeah. in trouble. Um, we've seen them do that a million times. But let's talk pass catchers here. We all know Darren Waller. He's my number two tight end in regular se- in redraft rankings. I think he's pretty awesome, and there's no reason for him not to get 130 targets this year because they didn't really do much at the wide receiver position. They brought in John Brown from Buffalo, who's a sneaky 30 years old, by the way. Um, you know, on the other side of him. Hopefully it's Brian Edwards who got compared to Terrell Owens this week on Twitter from yeah, he's a that's bold. Yeah. Yeah. Gruden. Real bold. Uh, you know, he unfortunately battled some injuries in his rookie season. Um, so he's a big question mark. I think he's a buy right now in dynasty because I do see the profiles there. He profiles as an alpha breakout age production. All that stuff is there. So the signs point to Brian Edwards um, being a, a good player in this league. So I think he's he's a buy for me. And then Henry Ruggs put on some weight, I think 13 pounds, um, not bad weight, um, but healthy weight in the offseason. And um, Ruggs could be maybe one of the biggest surprise breakout candidates if they use him 
the way they should. They pretty much put him like, hey, just run nine routes all day. They need to use him and move him around the field like another AFC West team, the Chiefs do with Tyreek Hill. Different skill set. You know, Hill, I've never seen a small guy win so many jump balls. It's amazing. I don't think Henry Ruggs is that dude. But Ruggs is the guy that can take a slant and take it 60 yards to the house. So they need to start moving him around. He should be, outside of Darren Waller, he should be their most targeted player. Um, I just don't know if they're that smart because Gruden, not good. I'm going to say he's a name. Cool. He won a Super Bowl with Dungy's team. Whatever. I'm off the John Gruden train, have been for a while. Uh, so talk to me about these pass catchers, and is there anybody else on this roster, the Hunter Renfros of the world? Uh, yeah. Zay Jones, he had that one cool move in Buffalo where he like, reverse moonwalked himself off the ground. That's going to be his number one career-defining his, his, Yeah, his calling card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not on this team. I, I do like Edwards, but man... Like the percentage chance of Edwards actually hitting and hitting like we all would hope to hope so is like 40% at best. Mm-hmm. And oh man, I, I like, would you, like would you, you said, give up a third right now for Edwards? Or is yeah. that okay. like I know Dynasty Nerds brought him up and said a, a late second is probably where you could go and, and acquire him. Which I think I'm fine with rugs. I think I'd give a mid second to early second, but okay with with him, the draft capital and the owner probably taking him in the first round last year. You're probably not going to acquire him because, I mean, that person, the the pride they every dynasty owner has that pride, especially when they take a draft pick. You're going to want to hold. You're going to want to ha- hopefully gonna wait it out. That value, yeah. So yeah, um, that's where I'm at with the pass catchers. Darren Waller is going to be Darren Waller. Carr and him have a really good connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, Carr, Carr for me is a rock solid quarterback too. He's in that Baker Mayfield, like he he's a lower end Baker Mayfield to me. But man, he's still young. I think he's 27 now, maybe 28. So he's still got years ahead of him. And if he's not with the Raiders, if they decide to move on, he's going to start somewhere I think else. Carr's like he, a sneaky early 30s guy, isn't he? No, I think he's all right. Hold on. I I'm gonna swear, go, I'm yeah. gonna Google it while you talk. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I I think Carr is just going to be a starter in the league. So he's gonna be a guy that's gonna stick around for, for quite some time. And uh I'm I'm actually quite a, a big fan of him. And he just hoping turned 30. that okay. Which is, I mean, he's still got what five, six years left. Yeah, probably. And he's well, yeah. he's well respected across the league. So, yeah. All right, backfield. Josh Jacobs. <laughs> they bring in Kenyon Drake. Everyone's like, what? And they pay For Drake good money. Piece. Yeah, good money. That scares me. I like Josh Jacobs as a player. I mean, he regressed a little bit in year two. Like his uh, break tackle percentage and things like that were a tick down. I still think he's talented. But I actually they think blew up that offensive line. I mean, that's something to look that offense. That offensive line is now officially trash. Um, hey, you got Leatherwood, of- Leatherwood, rave reviews. They could actually hit on that pick. Hopefully, because they missed on Arnett and uh, Cleveland Farrell. So they've got to like, yeah. hey, maybe we get one of these first rounders right. Cut Mayock. I just have a feeling that Gruden, like Mayock is a puppet and Gruden's making the picks and messing them up horribly. Um, yeah. So Kenyon Drake for me, like if I need a depth guy, I would go out and acquire. Okay. Like Kenyon Drake's never like super excited me, 
Josh Jacobs, what are we doing with Josh Jacobs? Because I need to know. Fine. Okay. What's the price? I, I love Jacobs. I think I would give, if I was projecting a first next year, if it was a late first, I think I would do that. Okay. Just do you still believe in the talent, even with I and, do, even with the offensive line being kind of. Meh. I do. I think Jacobs. He had a little bit of uh, an injury type season, and for the 2020 season, any player that's looked different than what we've seen him at, I'm going to give him a pass because of what last year was, and kind of what we had uh, the hoops that the players had to jump through, and it was just an awkward season. So if a player just looked abnormal compared to what we've seen him, I, I'm kind of going to give him a pass and benefit of the doubt. And Jacobs is one of them. I think he's one of the best running backs in the league, like talent-wise. He can be, but Gruden just needs to actually throw him the ball as well. Carr is a guy that does look for the running back to dump off. We've seen it with uh, Jalen Richard, mm-hmm. Just massive 10-catch games because of garbage time. But yeah, Kenyon Drake is not going to go away. And they're going to. No, use they don't him. have anything behind them. They have uh, like Trey Regis and Darius Jackson. Yeah. Who? And, and the th- the I thing know is, Darius Jackson, but like, ugh. yeah. The thing is with Drake is he could be their slot guy. He could be a guy that that lines up in the receiver. So Jacobs still could get his. I see Jacobs as a thousand yard rusher. Hopefully, he gets into the end zone. I mean, he has massive touchdown games, and it's usually on prime time where he's just like three or four touchdowns. So I could see Jacobs as a guy who gets 10 to 12 this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually really think his price and value is really good right now. So I, I'm actually in on Jacobs for his price. I totally forgot that Willie Sneed signed with the Raiders and that Trey Quinn is there as well. Some some <laughs> names of dynasties yeah, passed for you. That is a name I have not heard in some time. Yeah, they're not good. All right, let's move on <laughs> to the uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. I like this team a lot for oh, yeah. fantasy. They're a lot of fun. Obviously, Justin Herbert, which congrats, Tyler. You were on Justin Herbert in a ton of leagues, and that paid off massively. Uh, Austin Eckler, I know a lot of industry sharps. Evan Silva is moving Eckler up into his like top eight running back um, because you know they've got Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly, who we've seen flashes from Justin Jackson. Joshua Kelly had a disappointing rookie year. Larry they did, Roundtree. They did bring in Larry Roundtree, who some people like. So Austin Eckler could lead running backs in receptions. It's either going to be him or McCaffrey, I think, unless we yeah. have a surprise like Hilaire season out of nowhere. Um, but I think Eckler is primed, if he's healthy, to catch 100 balls uh, in that offense. And that is super valuable in your PPR leagues. At wide receiver, we got Keenan Allen. We've got Mike Williams. Those are the established guys. Mike Williams is in a contract year. Again, a lot of industry sharps are on Mike Williams this year, especially at his ADP. He, you know, he's had a 1,000-yard season. He's had a thousand yard season. He had a double digit touchdown season in another season. Maybe this is the year he puts it all together. Um, outside of those two on the depth chart, we talked a little bit about it earlier. It's Joshua Palmer, the rookie out of Tennessee, Tyron Johnson. Um, and then you've got Jalen Guyton who flashed a little bit as that deep, that deep guy um, for Justin Herbert and his absolute cannon arm. And then you've got Jared Cook. I actually think Jared Cook is the sneakiest of buys at a tight end position at the tight end premium because I think he's kind of being overlooked. And all Jared Cook does is be productive wherever he goes for the most part. So I think Cook is a sneaky acquisition. Um, Obviously, I'm still on Darnold Parham Jr. as the future there. So if you can get him as a throw-in, do it. Um, But this offense, it's primed for big things. So is the defense. But we say this every 
single year about the Chargers and something happens. Is this as long the, as is this the James? Year? As long as James can stay healthy, then that's that's a key on defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it he is the captain of that defense, and man, if he if he can just stay healthy, that defense is gonna be phenomenal. They're gonna be so good, yeah. and then and then um, yeah, the offense. Uh, I, Herbert, he's my quarterback three i think in dynasty yeah and and it's because like we all like josh allen at quarterback too but you know what we've seen his ceiling we've seen josh allen's ceiling i think we have not seen the surface of what herbert can actually touch yet he had a phenomenal rookie year, one of the best rookie years we've seen from a quarterback and that's still not his ceiling so thinking about it in that terms i think the afc west is going to have the two best quarterbacks in the NFL for years to come. Mahomes and Herbert. Those two guys are going to be icons in the NFL. So I and just looking at their wide receiver core, I mean Williams, he's going to go up for a ball, catch it, Fall not care about his, not care about his body because if you if you've watched his catches he makes an easy catch look like he's on jackass trying to do a stunt and and falls but i i really like i like mike williams but do i think he can stay healthy the whole season i really hope so so that man can get his money and uh let that money be elsewhere because man josh palmer i am very excited about this guy we already talked about it and um the running backs, you know, I like Eckler. I think he's uh, mm-hmm. he's a guy that's going to last two, three more years. Elite potential ends up on the Patriots, catching passes from Mac Jones in the end of his career, and wins like five Super Bowls with Belichick. You know yeah, how okay. we've all seen this story. <laughs> but yeah, I I like the Chargers a lot. Best uniforms in the league. The powder they're blues, dark, man. The powder blues and their dark blue alternates are insane. So. I have an Antonio powder Antonio Gates powder blue jersey upstairs, I think. You know he played basketball? You know, I heard that. I heard that's a thing at the tight end position. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a this is so, a break. I think Donald Parham played basketball, actually. So are you a bigger fan of Jared Cook or Jared Cuck? I'm just wondering which one of those. I mean, two. Jared Cuck will forever live in infamy on the Dynasty Happy Hour. So for me, it's Jared Cuck. Yes, Jared Jared Cuck, hundred percent. He loves to watch this live broadcast. It's true. <laughs> All right. Hopefully he's not watching from the sideline because I own him in a couple leagues. But if he is, he's great at it. Yes, absolutely. He, I'm not going there. All right, let's go to the <laughs> let's go to the NFC West. Uh, let's start with the Los Angeles Rams. As we all know, Cam Akers is done for the season with his Achilles injury. It's apparently Darrell Henderson season. He's got a couple of years now with an ankle injury. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much there. I think they probably do end up bringing in a veteran at some point. You know, they've got Xavier Jones and they've got the Jake Funk. The Funk Doctor, the Funk Doctor Spock, if you will. That's I think that's Redman's nickname. A few hip hop heads out there. Um, you know, the exciting thing about this team is going to be the passing game with the upgrade at the quarterback position, getting rid of Jared Goff, and upgrading to Matthew Stafford is going to be awesome for Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, even a Deshaun Jackson who is catching some bombs from him this week, and Tutu Atwell. I think is um, could be an exciting piece with Stafford going forward in the future. 
And then at, at tight end, you got Tyler Higby. I know a lot of people like um, what's uh, Harris, the kid that they drafted, who's going to move to the tight end position. Even Bryson Hopkins, some people like, and he's there as well. But a lot of people are projecting Higby to have uh, a breakout season. Now, I know he had that breakout end of 2019 where he was just put an absurd level of play over the last five games of the season. And then last year, he has a three-touchdown game against Dallas early in the season and then just kind of like silently farts his way out of the season. Um, and you're like, oh, yeah, Tyler Higby. So people are on him again. I get it. To me, Stafford uh, and tight ends has never been a match made in heaven. Um, you know, they had high capital tight ends with guys like Brandon Pettigrew, and they had uh, Eric Ebron and even Hawkinson. Like Hawkinson had a nice year last year, but it's not like Stafford made him like an elite tight end just yet. I think Goff is a better fit. But um, how are you looking at this Rams offense? I know you just traded for Matthew Stafford today, so you're obviously a believer uh, in this Rams offense. So give me your analysis on uh, the, the squad here in L.A. Yeah, I mean, I gave up wide receiver one in Dynasty to acquire said quarterback plus you fool. But that was because I had no quarterbacks. So <laughs> I needed to rebuild my quarterback group. Yeah. I really like Stafford. Uh, he's 33 years old. He's still young. I looked at it before the trade and I'm like, well, I want somebody I'm going to get more than three years out of. And uh, he's 33 all year. So in five years, he'll be 37. The age Aaron Rodgers is right now. Uh -huh. And like Doug was saying, as long as his back doesn't flare up, we could see him play till he's 38, 39 and, and be successful. He's got the arm talent to do until so his, until his wife tells him not to play anymore. Yes. <laughs> and he's also got he's also got the the coach. If he stays in L.A. and they win championships or, or do well, I think he's going to be in L.A. for quite some time. I like the fit. And uh, yeah, Cooper Cup. He's going to have a, a phenomenal season. Robert Woods is always going to be Robert Woods. Forever so, underrated. Forever underrated. He changes number two. Two, two. To 22 or just two? No, to two. Oh. To two, to two. That two, is going to be weird <laughs> optically for me to get used to. I got, yeah, not seeing 17. Yeah, uh, and Daryl Henderson, as much as I am not on, I, he's going to have some flash games. And if they give him the rock, I think out of necessity, they had to give him the rock 30, 25, 30 times a couple of those games. And he looked very well. I think with Stafford, you're going to see a lot more passing. And by a lot more passing, I mean, they want to throw. <laughs> Do we think we see enough passing for former second round pick Van Jefferson to get involved though? Yeah, I really do. I think, I think Van can be, uh, another outside guy because I don't think Tutu has what it takes to be on the outside. Cup's going to be in the slot. You're going to have Woods and Van Jefferson on the outside and then Higby at, at the tight end. Uh, Higby, to me, is a guy that is going to have like a phenomenal tight end, like end tight end, like 10 and 10 season. If he is your tight end too, or you have another pairing tight end with him to play matchups. Perfect setup. That is the type of guy that you want another guy. If Higby has kind of a bad matchup or mm -hmm. just you don't trust it. He's he's been on a cold streak. Throw in another tight end. But yeah, Higby, Higby's fine. And for his price, I I don't know what I got him from you for. I think it was like a third. I think it was, that was two thirds in Dawson Knox. Yes, that is correct. 
which Dawson Knox apparently caught a t- uh, nice touchdown pass today from Josh oh, Allen. He's gonna caught. He's gonna catch a few this year. Sam. But yeah, I Higby I think is a fine tight end. This team, I think, from what we saw last year, all they want to do is run the ball because they didn't trust Goff. They ran the ball a ton. They were one of the most efficient efficient run teams in the league. I think we're going to see the opposite. They're you're going to see a complete 180. They're going to throw. And when you got a guy like Stafford, you're going to be able to succeed. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to the uh, Rams. Not the Rams. We just did the Rams. Let's move on to the Seattle Seahawks. I lost my train of thought. Apologies. Uh, we all know the QB one there, Russell Wilson. You know, there was a little bit of uh, scuttlebutt in the offseason about him wanting to be traded, but everything looks like it's been smoothed over. And Russell Wilson is the QB there. Now, obviously, Russell, an amazing first, what, eight, nine, ten weeks, and then he kind of cooled off a little bit, uh, which is seems to be there's a history of that now. Russell Wilson starts off piping hot, and then he cools off. So I think Russell Wilson's still a QB one. I think he's still got a lot of years left. You know, he doesn't run as much as he used to. Um, but I'm really curious about, you know, the, who's going to be the third pass catcher on this team because we all know DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are locked into their spots. Um, they draft Dwayne Eskridge, who's an older prospect, but uh, a really nice uh, producer in college. He's currently on the pup. So they've got kind of a mixed bag of things after him. They've got Penny, toys. <laughs> yeah, they got Freddie Swain, John Ursua, Penny Hart, who I know a lot of like hardcore guys like. Um, he's bounced around to the league Freddie a little Swain. bit. Yeah, Cade Johnson. Like They've just got a bunch of guys. But I think the real interesting thing is going to be this backfield because Chris Carson... When he's healthy, super productive. Like he's either a low one end of the RB- best running backs. Yeah. Yeah. He's a low end RB one, high end RB two when he's healthy. Now that's been the knock on Chris Carson. He even showed that he can, he can catch passes out of the backfield without much of an issue, which is something that, you know, early in his career, we didn't think he could do. So Chris Carson, um, you know, he's backed up by Rashad Penny who slimmed down. He feels faster. He's, he's a full year and change uh, off that ACL injury. He's the clear number two guy because outside of that, Travis Homer, eh, DJ Dallas. Okay. I know you liked him, Tyler. Hey, DJ Dallas had uh, a pretty good camp so far. So you want to know, you want to know my sneaky name? It's Alex Collins. So if (laughs) if something were to happen to Carson and God forbid something happened to Penny, Collins is a guy he's had a successful um, season in the NFL. He's already been with the Seahawks once. He seems like a Pete Carroll guy. Could be one of those guys like go check your waiver wire in your dynasty league. If Alex Collins is available, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I would pick him up. Um, Rashad Penny, I'm still holding out hope. I don't think he's a guy I'm trying to acquire. But if I have him, I'm just kind of like, all right, I'm hoping to get something out of my first top five rookie pick. Because, you know, he was going 104, 105 um, in his rookie year. And he's done absolutely butt kiss in his career. So you're just hoping to get something out of that. So Tyler, give me, give me your breakdown here on the Seahawks. I think it's pretty cut and dried. And then there's the tight end position too. We got Will Disley and Gerald Everett, who is joining the Seahawks. Now the Rams uh, old coach is now the Seahawks OC. So signs are kind of pointing in the direction that Gerald Everett could finally be a thing if he's on his own, but Will Disley looms, although he's had an injury history as well. I mean, Gerald Everett has been the like the Jared Cook of the past. Jared Cook, we we were always waiting. We're like, okay, this guy's got to break out soon. It's got to happen, right? We've got to be right on this guy, and it never did. 
Will Disley always seems to just be there. You know, it's always just like, oh, well, this tight end is going to be the the Seattle Seahawks tight end. Then Will Disley comes in on his horse and takes the job, has a couple uh, catches, then gets hurt, a lower body injury for <laughs> out for the season. That that's kind of how it's written in stone. But no, I I really hope that one of the tight ends comes out because yeah, the the fact of the matter is Russell Wilson is going to want to use him. DK Metcalf is going to be the dude. I think we're going to see a huge step from DK. Uh, it, and what's going to be fun is we had Mike Evans versus OBJ for years and years. Who's the wide receiver one? I think we're going to have AJ Brown, DK Metcalf. Who's the wide receiver one? The battle and of old miss. And then with uh CD lamb kind of creeping up all the time, trying to take that position from him. Yeah, I, I'm very excited for DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett's going to be a guy that he's going to have massive games, massive, massive games. And for me, I just don't like the inconsistency of Tyler Lockett. For like, I didn't he have like did, he had like a four touchdown game or something like that last year. I mean, that was at, so. If you look at uh, so here's a fun exercise: look at Tyree Kill's box scores from last year and then look at Tyler Lockett. You know, Tyree Kill only had like, I think it was three 100-yard games last year. I did not know that. So look at that. Tyler Lockett, I think, is forever of value, even in Dynasty. Like, he's a super value in redraft. I think he's still a value in Dynasty, too. He's not going anywhere. He's been healthy the last few years, and he's been producing. So when you look at it, it's one of the things that was eye-opening when we were doing wide receiver rankings over on TFF Gurus. And we had that pod and I was like, man, Tyreek only went over a hundred, like three times. Now we had some 80 yard games, but he had that massive game against Tampa where he had 200 yards in the first half. Yes. Tyler Lockett is good for some 183 touchdown games, but the target percentage in every game is really, really good for Tyler Lockett. Like that's Russell Wilson's go-to. Now that could flip flop this year with DK. I don't disagree with you there, but Tyler Lockett, not going away. I think it's going to be a oh, yeah, 1A, 1... It's going to be 1A, 1B any way you cut it. There's going to be weeks where it's DK. There's going to be weeks where it's Lockett. Yeah, I, I do agree. Then Lockett's a great wide receiver three to have on your, on your fantasy team. So I, I'm not sure where his ADP's at, especially in Dynasty, but usually... It's, it's not... It's like where Keenan Allen was last year. Yeah, and which which is fine. I mean, those aging receivers that you think are going to fall off, especially with Lockett's skill set, I don't think he's going to fall off as quickly. Yeah, I agree. And it seems like the injuries are behind them, which is great. So yeah. any, more, any more thoughts on the Seahawks before we uh, we shuffle on to San Francisco? Yeah, Eskridge could be a really good buy. Mm-hmm. And I do like Kay Johnson. He had a lot of hype coming out in the draft. He's a possession guy. They compared him to Doug Baldwin. So a guy like Kay Johnson could be a, a sneaky guy, especially with Eskridge on the pup. But Eskridge, uh, second round pick, draft capital. You got to look at that when the Seahawks had no pick. Like they had hardly any draft picks and they took a receiver when they massively hit on one in DK Metcalf. So yeah, uh, I, I don't see why they took it, but the fact that they did kind of makes me it makes me wonder about Eskridge a little more. And if he's on the pup, could have a good buying opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So let's move on to the San Francisco 49ers. I want to bring you a quote from a NFL defensive coordinator about Trey Lance. 
It would not surprise me if Lance was starting midway through the season. I think he has a little bit of Mahomes-type traits. So I know it was yesterday or the day before there was a tweet that said, Trey Lance is showing why the Niners moved up and picked him third overall in practice. I know the thing is like, oh, well, Jimmy G's making all the money. He's the veteran. The signs to me is like Trey Lance is going to be the guy sooner rather than later. Um, We've also got reports that Brandon Ayuk is looking almost unguardable, or he could be one of the best receivers in the league. He's unguardable, said one of his teammates. Debo Samuel's looking really, really good. Now, that's another guy who's constantly injured, but we all see the potential there. Um, We know the passing game also has George Kittle, which, again, if Kittle can play a full 17-game season, that would be phenomenal. There's a lot of pieces to love in this passing offense. The real questions come in to the backfield. So we've got kind of like, you know, you've got Raheem Mostert, who's 29 going on 30. They move up and they draft Trey Sermon. Uh, They also have Wayne Gallman, who, um, you know, had a solid season last year for the New York Giants, Jermichael Hasty and Elijah Mitchell. So there's a lot of names here. How are you approaching this backfield this year? Are you like, I'm all in on Trey Sermon or like, hey, when Raheem Mostert's healthy, again, um, like, hey, he has a he has a really high ceiling. How are you how are you approaching just the Niners in general, but more specifically the running backs? I am not a Trey Sermon guy. I have not Same. been. <laughs> and for me, it's Raheem Mosert. He's a value. Or Eliza Mitch, Elijah Mitchell, because he's got I think he's almost a better he I, I do think he's a better runner than Trey Sermon personally. I think he's more explosive. And he's a better pass catcher. Trey Sermon is just too Zach Mossy for me. So, I so you. that I saw a lot of that. And with the skill positions, I've been all over Ayuk this season. He went from being having like one share to now having five or six. Nice. I have acquired a ton of them. I love Ayuk. Matt Harmon loves Ayuk, and that's always good to see. Harmon has him as a massive massive bump up for this year and uh-huh. potential elite superstar uh Debo I kind of stay away from I'm not a fan of the injuries and the age and just everything kind of built in with him but if he can stay healthy I think it helps both players and it helps Ayuk too so and, and, and Kittle's Kittle I, I really want to see Kittle in 17 games because man he <laughs> is the He's one of the funnest players to watch in the league. And I want to see like watching Gronk in his prime. Like he yes. was just exciting and he's, 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 he's jazzed to be on the field. He's having fun. Like that's what I love yeah. about players like that. Like watching Chad Johnson play football. They just love playing football and I love the physicality, but God damn it. George Kittle, just stay healthy. Speaking of I Chad want. Johnson, did you see that Tom Brady Madden commercial where he tried to get a speed up? I haven't seen that yet. Okay. So it's pretty much, Tom Brady's running his 40 and then they like skip into a video with like a, a, like a cheetah, like, and, and they try to make him look like he's fast and it didn't help. You, you got to check it out. And if you haven't seen it, who's listening still, uh, go check out that video. It's really good. And I got a good laugh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what the running back group looks like, because I'm going to be honest with you. Raheem Mostert's one of those guys too, that he's fun to watch. And if he can just stay healthy, that is a fast 
fast, bad. He had, man. The, he had the two the, fastest <laughs> times, I think, in the NFL last year. 22 miles an hour he hit like a couple times. Yeah. That's that's insane. I, I, I really like Raheem Mostert and Elijah Mitchell, too. I'm I'm going after. And Brandon Ayuk's value in redraft. If you hit on him and he has a wide receiver for one season, he is going to be a league winner. And I think that's that's what we gotta look at. Trey Lance, you guys all know how I feel about him. I love Trey Lance. And uh I yeah, all I'm hearing is they're very excited for him and that his future is very bright. Uh so a deeper cut here. Uh this, this depth chart for pass catchers ain't good. It's Muhammad Sanu, Richie James, who did flash in one game last year with Nick Mullins, I think. You've got Trent Sherfield, who used to be on Arizona. You've got Travis Benjamin on the roster. I see Jordan Matthews listed here. Kevin White. Like, what are we doing? Um, but it's Jalen Hurd, who, again, a little bit of a snake-bitten player. This is his third year in the league. We all love his athleticism. They could line him up at running back. They could line him up in the slot. They can line him up outside. Again, another guy, like, check your waiver wires if he's available or if you're looking for, like, a you know a YOLO throw-in to a trade. It'll be interesting if he's healthy. He could just be another cog with Ayuk and Samuel that they can move all the way around um, in this offensive formation. So he's still interesting to me, um, but I could totally see it being like, oh, he could come in and be productive or he could just be nothing because he can't get on the field. But I've always been intrigued by Jalen Hurd's game. You know, former running back converted to wide receiver, good athleticism, super intriguing. So just a name to kind of keep in mind um, as you're going through your rosters here. So last but not least, we have the Arizona Cardinals. Again, another fun, exciting offense headed by Kyler Murray. We saw the year one to year two jump for Kyler, and he started off really hot as well and then kind of um, faded off at the end of the year because of his injury. You know, Kyler Murray, what they did this year in the offseason, they're like, you know what, Kyler, we're going to build around you the young quarterback on a rookie quarterback deal, which is the way you want to do it in the NFL. Um, You know, they went out and signed A.J. Green. Okay, not the greatest signing on paper, but a veteran. Cool. He's going to be there with DeAndre Hopkins. Larry Fitzgerald's not in town. Um, you know, Andy Isabella's still in the roster. I think he's pretty much cooked there. Christian Kirk and Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore is the big ad here, and I, I'm excited for Rondale Moore in this offense. I just wish that Cliff Kingsbury could live up to the hype. And maybe he never will, um, but I would love to see it in the passing game. You know, at tight end, they don't really have anything. They don't address the tight end position. It's Max Williams, Darnell Daniels, like, blech. Um, which means, like, more targets for Rondale Moore is how I kind of extrapolate that. And then in the running backs, it's Chase Edmonds and James Conner. Everyone was on Chase Edmonds before they signed James Conner. I still like Edmonds a lot as a player. I think Conner's going to come in, and I think they're going to really split the work there. Um, so I think the good thing of Conner landing in Arizona is that if you owned him in Dynasty – at least he still has some value because he was at risk of a being, job. He was at risk of being absolutely worthless and him going to Arizona in a, what should be high scoring offense uh, makes me feel better about owning him in a league or two. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually off Connor. I've, I've never really been on him even. La- I mean, I roster him and I'm cool with it that he's going to have like carries in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, seriously there. Like you said, there was, he could be in Todd Gurley territory right now if it wasn't for the Cardinals signing him. Mm-hmm. I yeah, Connor, he's going to be a goal line guy. I don't think they trust Edmonds in the goal line quite yet. I mean, what Edmonds lost weight but gained weight is what we're. I mean, the whole Drew Locke narrative, the oxymoron. Down but bulked up. <laughs> yeah, I 
I do like Edmund's skill set. He just he's shown that he can't carry a full workload. So I think they're going to really work well together. So I, I really do like that. Uh, the Connor signing Rondell Moore. I have a lot of shares of. I actually traded him away today, but that was to get Jalen Waddle as well. Uh, Rondell Moore to me is uh, a guy that needs to be used right. You know, he, they need to use him in short screens and he can still take the top off. But man, his freshman year in college at Purdue was some of the that's best. What we, football. That's what we all cling on to. <laughs> yeah, we've that's that's all we have because he's been injured. Yep. And he's five seven. So you gotta remember that he's a tiny, tiny man. And uh but he's a yeah, thick man. He's very thick. He is team team quads per se. And that's like that's that. what the offseason has been. Yeah, I like Rondell Moore. Is he gonna help your fantasy team Ooh, this year? Chris, Christy Marie in the chat says Rondell Moore is going to be another Andy Isabella. Wow. I mean we've seen Cliff Kingsbury you know, draft these high profile receivers that a lot of people like and kind of waste them in a way. Uh, Andy Isabella to me, couldn't catch a deep ball. He had that Troy. Well, Williamson. He's a body catcher. Yeah. He, had, he's that Troy Williamson, Troy Williamson in Minnesota. I remember everybody being excited about that speed, but man, he could not catch. He could, can, he can't catch the deep ball. If you're good at one thing, but you can't do half of what you need to do, you're not going to succeed. And Rondell Moore, I think does have pretty good hands. The height thing does scare me. Five seven, a buck eighty five, but uh, yeah, uh, she, she. No need to apologize, Christy, no, in the chat. No need. The I, I just had a thought, Tyler. How exciting yeah. would it be next year? I don't think they'll release him because they picked up his fifth year option. How exciting next year would it be? And I don't know why I have random thoughts like this while we pod and I'm listening to you talk. What if David and Joku signed with the Cardinals next year as a free agent? Well, we got to actually see Cliff do something other than throw to Hopkins. I don't care. And it would just be a, an exciting fit. And I would be like, oh, my Anjoku shares got life breathed into them a little bit. I would like, I would like that. Uh, any, nice. any player on this offense is always good because Kyler is a good player. Uh-huh. I just hope that Cliff can actually make Kyler live up to that potential because Kyler's done everything right. Cliff just needs to do what he needs to do to actually take it to the next level. And with doing so, Cliff I mean, needs to hit his peak, if you will. Yes. Wow. That's where we're at, at the one hour, 13 minute mark in the podcast. So yeah, Rondell Moore, I'm a big fan. I got lots of shares, but I do have a little bit of doubt because the height, we've never seen it with a, a very short player like that height. Uh, they just need to use him right. Get him the ball touches is what he needs because he's a guy that can take it to the house he's fast he's he's a mighty mouse hey i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to gloss over uh deandre hopkins at all um because he's still ranked really highly in dynasty he's my favorite receiver to watch in the nfl but i think last year we saw a very puzzling usage from deandre hopkins and what we've heard in the offseason is that they're going to utilize him a little bit more in formations much like they did in houston and because hopkins ran exclusively i think on the left hand side of the field he didn't do anything his targets his target percentage downfield wasn't great so i'm hoping that hopkins and he only scored six touchdowns i think last year so i think hopkins is due for another good season of 100 yards probably 1400 receiving yards but i'm hoping that he can get the double digit touchdowns 
he's a guy that I think can play in the league for a very long time. So if you start to see his value dip, I'm okay with going out and acquiring DeAndre Hopkins because he has the type of game that he can be productive for a long time. He's that, you know, he's not an elite separator, but his footwork is so good and his hands are just an absolute another level. Um, but we got Christy, she's firing us away at questions. Who is going to win this division? I think that is a really good question. Tyler, who you got winning the NFC West? Wishful thinking the Chargers. And it's all going to be based off of that. NFC West. NFC? Yes. So Chargers. Oh, well, the Chiefs and Chargers are going to be neck and neck. But uh, for that, I 49ers. But I I, okay. I want to see how big of a difference Salah is in that defense. Because if he wasn't like he could be the difference maker to where that, that defense, defense is. needs to stay healthy. Yeah. Like Bosa, if he could stay healthy, that's a difference maker. And uh, yeah, I mean, Jacuzzi Tart, you got Ward in the back. They, their defense is very good. But yeah. I'm a, you know what need. I want to say? I want to say uh, Arizona. I mean, JJ Watt, that could be a. Well, you got JJ Watt. I know Chandler Jones isn't super happy. They've got Buda Baker. They've got Isaiah Simmons. Their defense could surprise people. And I think the offense, uh, with all the pieces they have around it, is uh, really good too. So I, I think the Arizona Cardinals may surprise some people and win this division. We see it every year where there's a team that, you know, finished third or fourth the year prior and then jumps up to that next level. And Kyler in year three. They've surrounded him with weapons. The defense should be much better than it was last year. Uh, so, yeah, why not? Arizona Cardinals, I think, will win the division. And then AFC West, yeah, it's, it's probably going to be the Chiefs. I mean, they're just they're just too good. Um, I would like to see the Chargers. She says Seahawks. She says Seattle. I can see that, Cardinals too. at four is super. Oh, we, well, it, with if the Seahawks Stafford. don't If the Seahawks don't have Jamal Adams in uniform, they're in trouble. Yeah. And... Honestly, I keep forgetting about Stafford with the Rams. Even I don't know what it I is. I think the Rams depth been. chart, though, if they have injuries at critical positions on both sides oh, of the ball, like it's not it's not great because they don't their salary cap is tied up in you know a handful of players that their depth isn't great. So yeah, um, I like the Rams. They're a fun team to watch. I wish I was rooting for Cam Akers. I'm rooting for him to get healthy. I'm just not rooting for him on Sundays on the field. Um, but I'm gonna go Cardinals. Why not? You heard it here first. Probably not, but that's okay. So Tyler, any last words before we bounce on out of here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited to, to get into the next episode. Hot takes with J Mike. Oh yes. Ho- hopefully Tim will be back. Uh, we got some major news coming up before we go to the expo and uh, you're going to have to tune in next week to hear that major, major news. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, the expo is going to be fantastic. It's fu- it's going to be fun. We are close to almost 10 days away mm. and then the major countdown starts. So, uh yeah, I'm excited to finally meet everybody and to especially meet Doug and Tim, the the guys I podcasted with forever. Yeah, my wife's and, like, uh, "You haven't met Tyler?" and I'm like, "Babe, he lives no. in Minnesota." I said, I've met Tim. Like I went to lunch with Tim on the way back from a Virginia trip, but I've not, I've never met Tyler. Yeah. And I want to say thank you to everybody for all the well wishes that with my family thing going on. So thank you everybody. Yes. And thanks for tuning in. Christy, thank you for the kind words. Thanks for tuning in this week. Make sure you go on to iTunes, leave us a review, give us the feedback. 
what you like, what you don't like. We're always open to hearing those types of things. Make sure you check out Trophy Smack, code DHH ring, and check out Fantasy Points 21 DHH 10. Nailed it. Yes. I'm working with no show sheet over here. It's like, you know, I'm crazy. Doing and it Global. Yes. And yeah, Prestige Worldwide. Their, and Viridian Global has their oomph shirts back. Oh, nice, nice. I, I'm going to make sure I'm packing all my Scott Fishbowl shirts <laughs> for the expo. Um, I'll have those. And I'm getting my DHH shirt from Tyler. I am totally stoked for that. So I can, uh, and I have my DHH hat. There it is. I'm bringing it with me. So I'm super excited for the expo, just like Tyler is. So hot takes are next week with J Mike. I always look forward to that. It's a it's a fun time for the saucy, the spicy dynasty takes from J Mike every year. And again, hopefully we have Tim back. Hopefully he didn't fall asleep for a whole week because that would be unhealthy. So we don't want to see that. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week on the Dynasty Happy Hour.